0: And you know how in Asda you have those sample things that they set up on a little stand, you know, and they might be cheese or it might be juice or something. He said, do you know what it was? I went over to it and it was a big ball. Do you know what it was? It was bloody cat food! <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh what do I expect to do? He said, a... You bring your cat a lot, then <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that's Asda Rice. Right. <laughs> Young'un's Podcast. Previously, on the Young'un's Podcast. I've never felt that way about someone before. I mean, I'm trying to concentrate on doing a podcast, my friend, and I just find that far too erotic at uh, this stage uh, of the podcast, to be quite frank with you. I'm gonna have to play yeah. a song now. I'm not the kind of man you want to reckon with. I'm not the kind of man you want to pick a fight with. You are now going to be the victim of a revenge attack. I'm oh, sorry, I'm not allowing this. I said one French person only. Get out! We'll not stand for this! Have we got anything else that we need to cover? Oh yes, of course, nipples. We haven't talked about nipples yet. Is it Mr. Lover
2: Lover or Mr. Blubber Blubber?
1: it isn't the young'uns podcast. This week, the young'uns are involved in some inadvertent spying. We bring you some covert recordings of backstage staff at a recent venue we played at. Hear what they really think about the young'uns, with comments made not in our presence, and with them not being aware that they were even being recorded. And find out why they are extremely vexed by a mysterious voice. The Young'uns in the Mix returns. This week, we mix a sea shanty with a prodigy. And this week's guests are Ben Walker and Jossian Clark, who have recently signed to Navigator Records and whose forthcoming album Fire and Fortune is released in July. A couple of tracks from that forthcoming album and a chat with them. And also we'll be introduced to Mr. Sean Cooney's new character, Baby Sam, who wiggles and giggles and skips and flips and slips and jumps and dives his way through a world of monsters snakes and dinosaurs all that and more coming up on this week's Humans podcast which goes by the name of Noel Coward's Gunge Machine all my friends will be revealed This week's guest, Jocelyn and Clark, and Ben Walker, recently signed to Navigator Records. We'll be welcoming them to the Young'uns podcast very shortly. But first, let's hear the title track from their new album coming out in July. This is Fire and Fortune.
2: Yours fortune, mine's a fire. Yours fortune, mine's a fire. You gotta live some way, and die, So your spot for two, mine's a fire. Yours forest, mine's the sky. Your you gotta look right in, you know hide your eyes so you're a forest my
1: Ben Walker, Fire and Fortune. And it is good fortune, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, has brought Justin Clark and Ben Walker uh, to the young'uns' podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Listen to that, BBC. See what I did there? Right. Listeners may not have perceived... They change slightly in the tracks because we actually segued between the original Fire and Fortune track uh, to the bonus track on the album, which is a remix of the Fire and Fortune song by Pete Flood from Bellowhead. It's good, but I couldn't help thinking maybe that uh, they could have got the young'uns to have done a young'uns in the mix special. But uh, never mind, never mind. Maybe next album, we can sort that out with them. Anyway, on the phone is and Clark and Ben Walker. Before we start, I am getting your name right, aren't I, Jossian? Uh, N. Right. So I've got to most apologize. It's just that we had to, uh, we had to get rid of the Youngin's Podcast pronunciation department, uh, which we, which we had, uh, because of this of the economy thing. It was either that or get rid of Michael Hughes. I think we made the wrong choice, to be honest, but, uh, never mind. <laughs> anyway. So end. and Ben Walker, talk about the album then. Let's talk about the, uh, the, the, album Fire and Fortune. Um, it comes out in July, I believe.
3: Uh, yeah. 22nd yeah. July. Yep. Pre-orders, 20... are
1: just... oh. Pre-orders are available, right? Literally just gone up today. It's 22nd of July, because that's that's my birthday, so that's quite an apt uh, time for that. Well, I mean, that's I've...
3: why we chose it, naturally. Exactly it's all yeah. been
1: meticulously researched. I think that's excellent. Yeah. Let's talk about the album, uh, per se, sort of your your influences and your idea about going into this uh, release. And then maybe we'll talk about the actual track that we've just heard as well, Fire and Fortune.
3: It's the first time that we've combined... Um, traditional songs and our own compositions on one recording although we do that in a, um in a live sense i particularly had a bit of a issue with how the two were gonna sit side by side and not make each other look strange like that um, the modern compositions would seem kind of frivolous and modern mm. and the um the trads would somehow might look archaic compared to my kind of modern vernacular. And it took me a while to get to a point where I felt that they complemented each other properly.
1: So what about the the actual track that we've just heard then, Fire and Fortune? That's an odd one, because... we
3: did it's, a few demos of that. We did, yeah, we did a few demos, and, and we weren't going to include it on the final album, and it's strange that it ended up being the title track of it. And I was thinking
1: that, because it yeah. is obviously a very different sound uh, to, the, to the rest of the album, really, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's um, it's not kind of an obvious one for us, in terms of style. Like, the kind of vocal backing is the first time we've really done that. Um, but that was sort of a brainwave that Ben had. He was kind of ready to chuck that song out and he didn't want to do it Mm. um, for the album because he was not happy with the guitar part that he had and I was still sort of fighting for that one to, to stay in. Mean, I
1: think because, one, like, one of the demos even had banjo on it, didn't it? It did have <laughs> banjo on it, yeah. And um, I'm thinking about this, then. So you've got, within within the whole remix thing that we just talked about, you've actually got remixes and remixes. I mean, we could have, if you'd given us all the we could have done not only the Pete Flood remix, but we could have also segued into the, the banjo remix, and then maybe one with a glockenspiel, and maybe a bit of kazoo in it. Who knows what to be next?
3: Yeah, it's just, it's basically, the song doesn't exist. It's merely a remix of the last remix that somebody mm. remixed. Yeah, yeah. We've done several demos. It's been in in lots of different forms. Personally, this is the one I like best. Yeah. But it, it has been kind of arranged in in several different ways.
1: And this one thankfully features the kitchen floor jumping on it over.
3: Yes, that was, that was me paying
1: the kitchen floor. Oh, right. So, you, uh, yeah. is a, so people may be listening to this. We've talked on the Young's podcast before about, uh, we were recording our album. And, uh, the first day was taken up, uh, just recording stamps. And, uh, Stu Hannah from Megson, who was producing it, said, uh, oh, just, I've got to find the right microphones for stamps. You can't choose any of And he was like, my, your, my shoes are better than yours for stamping. If we swap shoes and this kind of thing, it was really kind of meticulous. And the other two, because it was me doing the stamping, the other two were just sat there on the sidelines going, the bloody hell's going on here, <laughs> you know. Uh, so what for me, for people listening here, uh, is there a particular mic technique that you use for miking up a kitchen floor? I
3: think i was just wearing stick some mics on it. <laughs> I think because it was, it was January that we were doing it, we were recording it, and um, it was really snowy one day, so I'd, I'd worn my wellies over to them, mm-hmm. out And the wellies seemed quite appropriate for the kitchen floor stomp, so that is wellies on, like, lino
1: kitchen floor. There we are. So, inspiration, and it's good to see that you... Have you yeah. used any other kind of uh, odd samples in the album that people should be aware of, people to look out for, or is the kitchen floor just the, is, is the main one? No, I think the kitchen floor is the main one. We were going
4: to put in baby crying noises and things like
3: that, but we decided to be... It was a a step
1: it. Too far. Was step too far. Yeah, probably, especially if um, cruelty, child cruelty, had to be involved yeah, in, <laughs> right, in exactly doing that, Ben.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Their parents wanted them back,
1: so... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It all went further than we thought it was going to, to be honest. So we, we had to give them back. I mean, I think uh, maybe next album, who knows, you might sort of branch out and do that kind of thing and, and, and maybe be more, be more like sort of Bjork and sample um, sort of household appliances, which I think she did in uh, yeah. Vespertine or something. How did you two get together? Not like that, obviously, but well, maybe like that. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> 13 dates and it rolls, a long time to spend with each other. But uh, we don't necessarily need an exclusive to, on that regard. But uh, how long musically um, have, have you been together then?
3: About four and a bit years. Ben um, was in um, in an indie band when I met him, um, and a friend of mine was mixing their album for them. And um, we happened to be over at my friend's house. He he had a like a Martin acoustic, and Ben was playing it. And yeah. we both said, like, "If you can play acoustic guitar like that, what what are you doing in this band?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I basically poached him for my own project there and then.
1: My goodness, Ben, there's an indie group out there that could have been, could have had big things for them, They, but they could have been the, the largest thing. That, um, yeah, they could have thought, they were listening to this now going, damn, and we want kitchen floor. We could have been the benefits of the kitchen floor idea. That would have been brilliant, but we're going to play another track. What should we play? Why? What's it about? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think you should play the seasons, um, because the seasons. Um, it's got a saxophone on
1: it and that is me playing that saxophone. Oh, it's you playing the saxophone. Excellent. And you do it very well because it kind of can be, obviously, I know every single time a saxophone is brought up in conversation, it can be a very difficult um, instrument to get right on an album, obviously, because it was so associated, I suppose, with kind of that sort of shopping supermarket music, wasn't it? You know, elevator music, that yeah. kind of thing. But you, you've, you've, you've managed to not achieve that. And I hope you're not, that's Wait. not going to disappoint you. I hope you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, that's what we wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's kind of
3: elevator music. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> it's an interesting track, anyway. Sort of of we, we were digging around on the um, the website with their archive and uh, came across the season cruise. Yeah, I've, quite, I've I've quite heavily um, adapted it lyrically. Um, the first verse is as it was, um, but after that it went through seven verses of outdated farming process, and yeah. that sort of I really liked the first verse and I really liked the melody, mm. but. The the farming thing, I couldn't really get on board with it. So I decided to cut cut it down and take a few lines out of each verse and um, make it into more of a, a love story like the first verse appeared to suggest.
1: We should play the track now. We'll play the seasons. And uh, I'm hoping that we're going to see each other over the summer, festivals and that kind of thing. I'm not sure uh, what you're doing, but I'm sure some dates will collide at some point. Unless, of course, you've you've conveniently um, done it so it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you planned it like that. <laughs> that was, yeah,
3: we skipped a- stipulated that we didn't want to be anywhere near the young and point.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. Um, Before we go, actually, the uh, the peak flood remix. Then how did how did all that come about of Fire and Fortune? Because you didn't want it on um, the album, and then you had it twice. Glen uh,
3: um, Navigator said that when they were playing it in the office, that they felt like that track was just ripe for a remix. Um, oh,
1: did he now? Bloody hell! Why couldn't we have had a remix, Glenn? <laughs> My goodness, we could have had it right. That's it. It's it. I tell you what I'm going to do uh, because we have a feature on the Youngins podcast called "The Youngins in the Mix," where we mix uh, folk songs and sort of pop songs uh, together. I think we're going to have to. We could We're going to show Glenn what he's missing out on here. We're going to show Glenn what he's missing. What the Youngins album? Maybe next week, listeners, we'll show you what the Youngins album could have sounded like if it had been given the remix treatment. And I think Glenn will be a bit annoyed, perhaps, that he didn't think about that and didn't consult us on it. But anyway, continue. So, so Pete. So why Pete Flood then? Is he? Is he? Uh, uh, has he done a lot of remixes? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of the. Would you like us to find some who to remix it? And said, "Well, go on then." Again, and, uh, Go on! again! It, I could have done that. The home of the youngins in the mix. The youngins in the mix who mixed prodigy with the sea shanties. You know, we could have we could have done you a remix. We could have uh, you know we could have I could have put a kitchen door to that kitchen floor. Never mind. Well, I mean, it could have been a whole it, kitchen appliance remix. I've got the idea in my head. No. It's
3: still free to remix, it. there's no, there's no, much, might no do. amount of remixes there are allowed to be. No, well,
1: that's the whole thing. That's um, what we were saying. And maybe I'll do the whole banjo thing, get the kazoo. But anyway. Please gr- do, yeah.
3: yeah, please yeah.
1: Do. I think you that's another challenge. So, for, for uh, certainly in the next couple of podcasts, if you keep listening out there. Right, brilliant speech. Let's, uh, let's play this song for goodness sake. We kept the listeners agonizing over hearing it long enough. Going down. Sorry, I don't know why I'm doing it in that slightly perverse voice. (laughs) (laughs) Lift, going down. Anyway, sorry, I'm ruining the song here. The
2: sun. Listen to
1: beautiful that's David Eagle's remix there the elevator remix of the seasons <laughs> well i think they i think, I think it's certainly put the idea into their heads <laughs> i mean if, if anywhere if anything it's put the idea into their heads now for them to go yeah glenn if we next time we do an album make sure that you definitely don't get david eagle to do a remix anyway Josie and clark and ben walker and uh, I don't know, I mean, that, the the album hasn't been released yet, so that could be an exclusive first player. I have no idea. But let's just pretend that it is. It's probably an exclusive to the Young'uns podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we bring you, potential exclusives. That's what this podcast is all about. And we've got two exclusives for you on the Youngins podcast. It is the, I think, probably the first time that the Prodigy and Sea Shanties have ever been mixed together. That's an exclusive. And the other exclusive, of course, is... Baby Sam, Sean Cooney's new character. He wiggles, he jiggles, he skips and slips and jumps and dives and weaves and bops his way around the world. And we'll be listening to that song later on on the Young'uns podcast. That's another exclusive. He could have gone to Mark Radcliffe, Mr Cooney, could have gone to Radio 2 with that, but his allegiance to the Young'uns meant that he came straight to the Young'uns podcast. We're going to get to the Young'uns in the mix very shortly, but first, let's go... To a young'uns gig And I'm trying to remember where this was Unfortunately I'm not very good at labelling these things So I can't remember But this is from a gig last year Anyway, regardless of where it was It's time to reveal why this week's young'uns podcast is called Noel Coward's Gunge Machine Thanks
0: very I have to tell you this little story the last time we sang that song uh, Kipling's <laughs> Big Steam It was in uh, a Liverpool Sea Shackles Festival A couple of weeks ago and it was dead funny, because one of the venues was a, a floating stage in the middle of the... It, was a, you know, it wasn't the Albert Dock, it was the other one there, the Salt House Dock. We, when we heard about it, we thought, oh, it's gonna be that, you know where that weatherman used to be, Richard Dillian. You've been in you've never been But it was this floating stage, it was great. And, uh, but we, because the audience were all like, on the side of the, the dock and like, walking about, we couldn't get any like, crap going or that. So this kind of gave Dave the impression that there was no one listening. And whereas there was like thousands of people in the e-shop and it was, it was dead funny because every like half an hour they've got these like uh, amphibious yellow buses in, in Liverpool. You see, what are they, what are they called? I mean? Little well, submarines. Right, yellow submarines, yeah. And they kind of go around the city and then the wait at the top of the Salt House Dock. And, and they go... They beat the heart. <clears throat> and I'm <laughs> right into this, Doc, and that's where the stage was. So we're <laughs> in the middle of Big stage, you hundreds of people listening, thousands of people in Earshot <laughs> and the horn goes, and he stops the song and goes, Come on, what's happening here? You it, we're trying to sing a song here! And the, t- t- the bus is, the submarine's full of tourists, you know, filming. and he's like shouting. <laughs> I just thought it'd be like, quite funny, but then I realised I honestly didn't know what the heck was going on. And also, because it was making that sound, a bit uh, sort of sound, um, I started, I said, Oh, it's alright with you and your no coward guns machine sound effects.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and I, and I thought, No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs>
0: Later, this, this yellow submarine <coughs> come, comes back, and I said, "Hey David, it's coming now's your time to apologise. So he does this massive speech in his microphone, booming up across <laughs> well, the Ah, oh, my friends, I'm very sorry. It's yeah. a hard life being a shanty singer. Oh, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realised this one's looking like completely oblivious. <coughs> I realised there's more than one of these yellow submarines. <laughs> <laughs> Just a Full apologies. <laughs>
1: So, hopefully Josie and Clark and Ben Walker are still listening to this, because it's time for the young uns in the mix, and this could be... Give you some ideas now about the kind of thing that we can do with your music, you know. <laughs> if this is what we do with sea shanties, just imagine what we can do with you. So That's my sharp line, Josie, and that's my sharp line. If I can do this with a sea shanty, just imagine what I could do with you. <laughs> no, if you can't get me name right, David, I'm not interested. It's time now for the young'uns in the mix, which combines pop music and folk music. We fight, that it's like we put them into a, a cage, almost, and force them to breed. What we do is we put some folk music in a cage, we put, a pop music and put some pop music in a cage, and then we give them drugs to increase their libido. Now, there's no way ordinarily that these two genres of music would mate, but we turn the temperature up on the cage, it's a very small cage, and then we also feed them drugs, which uh, also causes their libido to rise. And they just can't help themselves, things take their course, and before you know it, they begin to breed. The offspring of that breeding constitutes the young'uns in the mix. What we've done is we've taken a Prodigy track, we've taken Johnny Collins singing the sea shanty Fire Marengo, and we've mixed it with the Prodigy's Spitfire. And, of course, the two together form the mash-up Spitfire Marengo. Which sounds a little bit like a sexual request. Oh, Spitfire Marengo, love, would you? Spitfire Marengo? I am not doing that. What kind of a woman do you take me for? Oh, come on, love, Spitfire Marengo. I'm not going anywhere near your rengo. Anyway, it's not a sexual request, or at least not in this instance... It is the title of this week's Young'uns in the Mix. <laughs> fire versus johnny collins singing fire marengo spit fire marengo so our next clip i stumbled on by accident really and i was a bit shocked about and um it's a secret recording that we accidentally made of some backstage staff at a recent gig that we did. And uh, what happened was, I re- recorded the gig on my mobile phone. And after the gig, I left it on the stage, and I thought, well, no one can really get at the stage, the curtains are closed, so it's absolutely fine. I'll just I'll just get it, you know, in a f- few minutes, once we've sort of sold some CDs and that kind of thing. Anyway, after about ten minutes, uh, we were still signing CDs, and the lady came over, who one of the stage operators, and said, is this your phone? And I said, it was and she gave me it back. And that was all I thought of it. So when I was putting the gig onto the computer, I was just kind of looking through it to pick some clips about things that we might want to use for gigs. We did use some clips. And I was just about to stop the recording. All of a sudden, I heard the sound of a bit of shuffling, and I heard the sound of what was obviously the sound of my mobile phone being picked up. And then there was a bit of a journey into uh, the corridor, and then I heard some conversation. And I thought, my goodness, this is too good to be true. Because a part of me had thought you might have just got on the recording. Oh, I noticed this is, he's left his phone or something like that. Oh, he's left his phone. But no, it was much better than that. So let's hear some of the audio from this and I'll talk you through uh, what's going on. And uh, yeah, we'll do a little bit of spying, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Next week, we've done some secret spying on Jossie and Clark and Ben Walker. So when I was saying about them, you know, are they together, that kind of thing, well, we've got some interesting recording, uh, because they thought they'd put the phone down at the end of the the interview, but they hadn't put the phone down. They went on for 20 minutes, my goodness. No, no, I'm only joking. If they're listening, going, oh, my God. But we have got some spying on this occasion. Let's listen in, then, to the end of our gig. So our gig ends, and then this happens so he picks up the mobile phone and he walks into the dressing room area Slide, to unlock. Slide to double tap. alex to Nadia. i have to warn you by the way that, ladies and gentlemen there is some um there's one swear word in this feature which i could have taken out but i i, I like the way she the way she says it because she's very posh one of the friends was still on stage so <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And it's meant to alert. can't get it, but listen. Smite to unlock.
5: Smite or double tap. What the fuck is that?
1: This is fine. It's some kind of lock, special lock. So let me explain what's going on here. He's obviously, he's just heard the sound of my screen reader on the phone because the phone's got speech in it. And I also turn the screen off. There's, no, there's nothing on the screen. The screen's completely dark. There's no light from the phone or anything. So it actually looks as if the phone's completely off. But when you press a button, it'll talk. So he's obviously a little bit confused by this. That's what happens when he's talking to this woman now. It's meant to alert. Can't get it, but listen. Try door lock. Try door double tap.
5: What the fuck is that?
1: This is fine. It's some kind of lock, special lock <laughs> It's some. Sp- it's special lock thing. It's meant to alert. Can't get it, but listen. Try door lock. Try door double tap.
5: What the fuck is that? This is fine. It's some kind of lock, special <laughs> lock for. I think. I don't know. I don't understand. What is going on with it? It's
2: crazy, isn't it? Yes. <sighs> Can you not
5: turn it on? Well, I can't, no. There must be some special thing to oh, do. Oh, I see.
1: I think she suddenly started realising that it might be a voice for me because I'm blind. I think she might have just worked out at that point. Anyway. Nadia. Yes. Hello. Just found one of the phones was on stage with a pass, so I thought I'd better give it to you.
5: Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs> just because I don't want anyone to lose it.
5: Through. No, that's great. Thank you. Oh God, they left a, a, wallet, they left a wallet in the toilet. They're just leaving their belongings all over the place. They left a wallet in the toilet before. And now there was a phone left on stage. <laughs>
1: Oh it's weird, yeah, yeah I couldn't get the time to flash up. <laughs> if you press that, it goes... Is that Sorry, I got... no, no, no. It just talks really fast. I don't know what it's saying.
5: Oh, OK. So, okay. Maybe it's... Um... His it's name hard. was David's. It must be David's I bit. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. oh, they'll be coming back in a minute anyway. How's your face? Yeah, no, my face is fine. <laughs> it's slum when it happens. was more just the kind of back. Whiplash. Yeah. God. Everyone's fallen apart.
1: What was wrong with his face? Let's put the pieces together. So something about whiplash and his face. So one not see he... what happened to him, I wonder.
5: How did it sound out here? It was good. I enjoyed that tonight. That was really good, I thought.
1: Oh, thank goodness she said that. Because when, when the when she first said, and I listened to it, she said, how do you think this sounded? I was thinking, oh, my God, this could be a bit embarrassing. Absolutely despicable, wasn't it? Rubbish it was. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. That could have been quite an embarrassing moment there. So that was good.
5: I enjoyed that. All right. We'll be coming kind of back to get the restaurant. In
1: a second. Just Take a
5: in the interview. You what? They upstairs. not upstairs they're just talking there's some press people in there so they said they'll come back in a minute but yeah it's good i think they had a lot of um, interesting people in tonight so that's good
1: take <laughs> slide lock. unlock slide double tap Yeah, yeah. Oh,
5: they were just worried about. it oh, being right. like, thank you
1: very much. There's the resolve, ladies and gentlemen. There's the resolve. I know you think we could have done that as a cliffhanger, couldn't we? That could that drama there, that real life drama, could have interspersed itself all the way through the podcast. Maybe that would have been better. Split it up a little bit. What's that noise? What's that voice? Yeah, that's the that's the cliffhanger music. That's like EastEnders, just in case you're wondering what the heck I was doing. So Mr Cooney rang me. Last week, asked me if I'd do him a favourite. He said he's he's doing a song for someone's christening. And he'd sang this song on his recorder, and he wanted to know if he could send it to me and if I could put some music and some sound effects over the top. Yes, I said I'd be happy to do that, but I literally only had an hour to do it in because uh, we were going to a gig the next morning, and that night I was busy. So I woke up and quickly did this before we went off to our gig. So this is what we came out with. So I thought we might as well play it on The Youngest Podcast because I think we could start like an enterprise. I think this is like, this is maybe... Got an idea into our heads now, because uh, essentially someone we could we could tailor make younguns' songs for people's christenings, birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, whatever you want. But this is uh, Mr. Cooney's song called Baby Sam, and it's uh, oh my goodness, it's rather gripping. There's a lot of drama on the podcast this week. You know, we had uh, we had that real life drama just then, and now this, ladies and gentlemen, this is quite a dramatic piece from Mr. Cooney. So this is Sean Cooney's song. It's called Baby Sam.
4: Well, baby. <gasps> Sam was eating jam when a monster came along. So he dropped the jam. He burped and ran and sang this little song. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. I'm a quick baby. Giggle, 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 giggle. And you won't catch me. And then by a tree he heard a bee. Ooh, ooh. And by a lake he heard a snake. Oh no! Said Sam, so off he ran with a skip, a bounce, and a bound. He was slipping and sliding, smirking and smiling, singing his little song. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. I'm a quick baby giggle, 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 giggle Giggle, giggle, giggle And you won't catch me And then he saw A dinosaur And a bird flew high up In the sky Oh, said Sam, so off he ran With a skip, a bounce and a bong He was ducking and diving Dancing and jiving Singing his little song Wiggle, 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 wiggle I'm a quick baby Giggle, 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 giggle gee And you won't catch me so baby Sam he ran and ran, but he didn't know what to do till a train called James came through the flames with choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. All aboard the captain rod and as they chugged along they were bumping and jumping, pumping and stumping, singing this little song. Wiggle, 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 wiggle I'm a quick baby. Giggle, 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 giggle giggle! Giggle-y. And you won't catch me. So wiggle, 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 wiggle. I'm a quick baby. Giggle, 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 giggle. And you won't catch me.
1: And now I want my tea. (laughs) There he is, baby Sam. Who knows? There may be more. As I say, like we did with Iggy Jiggy Bar Bar. I did say that we would have more Iggy Jiggy Bar Bar on the programme, um, but we didn't ever get round to it. Then we brought you a Nancy the Spider, and now we bring you Baby Sam. My goodness. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We'll be back next week at some point. Uh, it might be the sort of the weekend, or the, towards the end of the w- next weekend, actually, because we're going to be gigging for the next six days, so hopefully stuff will happen, and uh, we can bring it to you on the Youngins podcast. Otherwise we've got no bloody material. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back some point next week. And who knows what we'll get up to. Until then, from me, David Eagle, and my fellow Young'uns, goodbye!
5: what the fuck is that
1: This yes, is fine it's some kind of lock
5: special lock though. i think i don't know i don't understand what is going on with it it's crazy isn't it yes